1: All right, here we go. Podcast for you on Thursday. Thursday, as What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I just saw.
2: I just got a. Um, I saw them on my Instagram. I followed the Wonder Bar in uh, Asbury Park. Yeah, 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 yep. They just announced Jerry Fastball will be there.
1: The way. Yeah. What else do they sing?
2: Uh, Anything else I know? Yeah, I play one of the other songs as bumper music. Um, something. Oh, something with the word ocean in it. Okay. Which is a very good song, also. Well, they,
1: how many people can go to the Wonder Bar? I don't even know.
2: Um, I would say it probably holds 1,000 people. Really? That many?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I bet I don't you think get I've a thousand in there.
2: Yeah, I bet you get a 1,000 people in there. All right. I mean, you'd be jammed in there, but when is Maybe 500. Is this like a summer show or is it like coming in March? Mm, good question. It is, hold on, let me see, because I just saw this. That's a- funny. April 24th.
1: Okay. It was
2: a Tuesday night? (laughs) Let's see. i can
1: open that up? I don't know. March, April 24th. No, that's a weekend, actually, I think. No, it's a Wednesday. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, Oh. yes, because I was looking to go away the 17th, which is a Wednesday. Okay. Come out to see Fastball on a Wednesday in April. Like, for one, it's not the Beatles. Two, it's not the summer. Three, it's a Wednesday. And they'll get people that will go. I guess so. Yeah, I, I know we get up early, I do, and I understand we live a different life than most, and if you have to get up at six thirty every morning, it's not that big a deal to go out till nine thirty or ten or ten thirty. But it's Wednesday night. Yeah, that that seems a little much. Ugh. Yeah, out for that.
2: Uh Gio sent me this thing yesterday, which was very alarming. Uh oh. And I wanted to bring it to your attention, Jerry. I don't like it, it involved a guy in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Who was showing people <clears throat> how he got how he made himself a quick, well, not a quick, how he lived for free and earned himself $30,000. He said, and this is how you do it in Oregon and other towns like this. He says, you look for a place that's, what he did is he found a place that was for rent, mm-hmm. a house that was for rent. Right. We had no one living in it. He decided to move in. He was a squatter. Yeah, a squatter. Yeah. He went in, he forged, the, he forged the documents that made it look like he was the the person on the lease. He changed the billing for the um, and put his, in his name the utility bills. A month later, when the people found out someone was living in their house, mm-hmm. he they called the cops to get the guy out, and he showed the cops, "No, I'm my name's on the utility bills. I'm, I have this lease agreement." Oh, they said to the owner, "Sorry, this is now a civil matter. You have to take this person to court." Yeah, it took nine months. This person lived in the house. Rent free for nine months, then because the court case was taken so long, they settled and gave the guy another twenty something grand. So he got they paid him to go away. They paid him over twenty grand to go away. So he had a total of, with with the free rent for nine months was twenty seven thousand dollars, and then they paid him to go away a couple thousand dollars. So and they just moved on to another house.
1: Yeah, and this is it's so interesting you bring this up because. The story that was in the um, paper last week was about the squatting issue they're having in Atlanta. And I was telling my wife about it, and she was not aware that this was a thing. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I said, so bad that there was a military woman that came home from overseas only to find these guys in their house. They had taken over her house in Georgia, $500,000 house. She calls the cops. They're like, sorry, civil matter. But it's my house. Doesn't matter. They can't do anything. And it took them a couple of weeks to find a loophole in the law to where they could finally, with force, get them out.
2: Like, yeah. What the hell? It's very weird. That happened. There's a house a couple houses down from me. It's a small house, but it's on Ocean Avenue. And a lot of these shore communities, they do winter rentals and then they do summer rentals. Mm-hmm. So you have a lease that may run uh, from October through or September through uh, June. Yeah. And then they rent the house out June, July, August, and they get big money for it. But so this person just decided, with their winter rental, they weren't moving out, and it took past the whole summer yep. that the people lost, and they couldn't get the person can't get them to leave to leave, and you can't force them to leave, which I don't understand. I don't either. That's the thing that scares me about like get, getting a house to getting a, a condo or something to rent out.
1: That's what in that article about Georgia, there was a landowner, a, a landlord that had a couple of uh, rental properties. And he put them up for sale. He goes, I can't deal with this because when you're in between tenants, what do I do if someone basically just vac- if they takes over the home? What do I do? So he put the houses up for sale. Yeah. Seems like a, a big hassle. That's a problem. It's a very big problem. And it's not just, apparently, it's not just in Georgia. It's everywhere.
2: Yeah. they Because this guy was pretty much saying, like, as long as you get utilities in your name, you're now the person in the house. But, the,
1: but what I don't know, here's what I don't understand because if that happened let's say you came home from Vegas and someone's in your condo and you can't get them out <laughs> you're still gonna have to pay the mortgage you yes but the people in there that won't get out can just and the cops won't do a damn thing about it I don't I don't understand what how the law is written it needs to be fixed because that is not right
2: yeah very weird and then uh we were talking about it during one of the breaks today and and geo was looking up it's a thing that happens in
1: Long Island as well oh boy well, why, let me ask you this: Why is that not when they they say it's a civil thing? Why is it not breaking and entering? Why is it not trespassing? Get out! Like put them in cuffs and get them the hell out. I don't understand that.
2: Right, like I would go into my house and and then say, call the cops and go. This person just showed up. But I guess once they have their name on, if they if they but have you forged, own it, yeah, but yeah. I guess if they have forged documents that say they have a lease, you can't throw, that's the thing, like you can't, like even if I have, let's say I own a condo and I have renters in there and they're terrible and they're Mm -hmm. not paying and you can't throw somebody out of their living house where they're living, even if it's your house, which
1: is, just doesn't make sense to me. That is not good either, but at least you did have an agreement with the people and I know they're breaking the agreement by paying it, but at least that's on the up and up. This is they're stealing your place and your home. It's not the same yeah, they should still be able to be evicted. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be if you're not paying. But in this case, these are these are criminals that yes. are taking over your home. Yes. I don't I don't yeah, know. Very it's bizarre. Very, it is concerning, I agree. Very bizarre. Yep. So and that's more concerning that more people are becoming alerted to the fact that you can do this Right. and no one's gonna arrest you. Well,
2: maybe, maybe the, if more people do it, they'll figure out a way
1: to stop it. I hope
2: so. Then I had another interesting thing I saw online. This was, you know how we talk about anytime you you pay for something, they can spin that tablet around and ask you for a tip? 100% all the time. So there's like, you know, they'll have it at 18%, 20%, 20 And then they have custom tip. Yes. There's a guy online claiming that if you click custom tip, tip you can enter a negative number. To get yourself a
1: discount off of the huh. bill. Come on. That's what he claims. Really? Yeah. Who would do that? You got to be some piece of scum to do that. Even if the service is bad, you got to pay for what you ate, no? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. But Even I guess if maybe. If that's not good, you still pay for it. Yeah.
2: I wonder if that's possible. I don't know how no, you Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to what I'm going to do is try to see if how, like when you click custom tip, yeah. how you would enter a negative number on a number pad. I, I don't know. That's a, uh, Unless you, gotta, you hit the minus sign, I guess first if there is one
1: minus 1.00, one dot zero zero takes a dollar off. I don't know. Want to take uh, give
2: a ten dollar tip? Take ten dollars off your meal,
1: and that has become um, prevalent everywhere. Yeah, the tip. Thing. I mean, the fact that you go into Dunkin' Donuts now and it comes up, do you want a tip? Just pour the cup of coffee for everything.
2: I mean, yeah, on. I think like if there's certain situations, like if you're going in and you're getting, you know, multiple sandwiches made. That's different. Uh, uh, yeah. And you're being a pain in the neck. I
1: don't disagree. With but all... then you know who gets screwed? The people at the drive-thru. Right. Because you don't tip people at the drive-thru. I've never seen it. That's true. You know, right. And they're working just as hard as if you go in to get it. And there are many people that go through the drive-thru, especially at Dunkin' Donuts, that you get behind them, two iced coffees, a regular coffee, and four bags of food. I mean, they're getting a lot you
2: ever do one of those situations or been involved in one of those situations where the person in front of you paid for your
1: meal? Yes. You have? And I got lost on that deal. That happened this summer. Okay. So it, I, what what place was it? It was Dunkin' Donuts. Every Sunday morning I go there. I go through the drive through for two. It's the only time I get Dunkin' Donuts all week, aside from the coffee here, of course. But every Sunday morning I get that for Kim and I um, after I pick up the bagels and all that stuff. And so it was July, August, whatever it was, but it was a summer morning. And I pulled up and I know how much it costs, and I had the money in my hand. And she was, Oh, it's been going on for about an hour. The people got you. I'm like, Who? The people in front of you. Someone started that. And, you know, it's kind of like you don't have to pay for the people behind you, but it's like a thing this morning. I'm like, Okay. I'm like, What do I owe She's like $17. And so I'm like, What? No way. I'm like, Come oh, on, man. I'm like, Okay. Really, I did. I didn't know what to do. You don't want to. It's like, what do I do? You didn't
2: want to break the
1: pay it forward. I did. It might not have been seventeen, but it was definitely. It was. It was more than ten. I can tell you that. It might have been like eleven or twelve bucks instead of the six I was about to pay for the two coffees. That's I'm interesting. Like, oh. What would I have? What would you do,
2: in that situation? I probably would have broken the streak.
1: Okay, because that's
2: I, uh, that's a little strange for me. I I thought about it like briefly. Like I'm not. oh, Although in that situation, I probably would have panicked, and which is what I did. Paid. And when then I, as I drove away, I'd been like, "What an
1: idiot!" What I probably should have done was, you know what? Here's the six dollars towards theirs behind me. I don't have anything else on me.
2: Right? Yes. I
1: knew what I knew what my order was, so put it towards theirs. Could have done that, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to start carrying cash more.
1: I have to too. I'm very bad at it.
2: That way, when you that way you don't have to feel pressure to tip off of that iPad thing when True. there's are tipping. So I guess if you hmm. because even back then, back when we were doing regular
1: tipping, just the jar at the cash register, yeah.
2: if something was twenty
1: dollars, and you put a dollar in, yeah, as opposed to twenty percent, which is four dollars. I'm just I'm trying to think because Jersey Mike's, I usually pay cash, but I have used a debit card and I have given a tip. And you're right, there's a big, there's like not a can, it's a huge cup that says tips. But when you pay with the debit card, they turn the they turn the pad around. And you're right. Usually, when I pay cash, I only give them a couple dollars. As a, it's a forty dollar order for three or four subs sometimes because it's not cheap. Yeah, you're right. Should bring cash. Bring cash, and you just drop. Boom. It's a very good point. And then you look like a hero because it's cash. You're better off taking the extra three minutes and running to the ATM at your bank rather than using your debit card.
2: I also feel like if you if you they spin that iPad around for you to tip and you tip. I want a bigger applause type of situation. <laughs> like they're, de- It's like you almost get nothing. No, you don't. You're just giving them money. Like that. It's expected that you were to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: It's become expected like when you go to a restaurant or a bar. They're expecting a tip now. That is very true.
0: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: Thanks to Republic Records, this is a national contest.
2: And this came up, uh, you know, we were very fortunate to fly private Mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl and back. There were there were other people on this flight besides us, but one that was clearly sick. uh, Yeah, because now I got it. (laughs) But going out there, we had had some drinks, yeah. And afterwards, after the next day at work, Boomer's like, "Did you tip the?" Flight attendant. We're like, no. We didn't think about it. Mm -mm. So then he got her Venmo for us all to tip her, which we did. So this time coming back, we have that on our mind. Now, because we were coming back in the morning, we were all had a long drive ahead of us after landing. None of us had drinks. I had a coffee,
1: and I had a bagel. That's it. That's it.
2: Uh, But now I'm tipping this woman
1: well i'm confused by a couple of things yeah number one when we discussed this the first time when we didn't initially tip we ultimately did we asked on the air to boomer well what would you have like what are you tipping and he said in your mind what did she serve you do the math on what it would be and give her 20 percent." we all went far and above what 20 percent of what we actually yes were served on that plane so that was confusing to me because I was gonna remember I offered to just send a hundred dollars from the four of us. I figured twenty five bucks each for what we had. I thought it was very nice, and everybody was like, "No, I'm sending 50 I'm sending fifty." I'm like, oh, "Okay, I guess I'm sending fifty two just for me." And she wound up getting like because you gave a hundred, I think. No, I, I gave fifty. You gave fifty two. Anyhow, she got a, she got more than the one hundred. The idea that you would tip on a coffee and a bagel that costs all of let's say it's a starbucks coffee and it's an einstein bagel maybe is 9 dollars a dollar 80
2: right i'm really going to handle her like it didn't make sense the other thing was it looked awkward everyone tipping this woman yeah it felt like we were in a high class place mm-hmm. a private plane and then we were tipping yeah it seemed hmm It it just, it didn't feel right. I ended up giving her, all I had was a 20.
1: Oh, okay. So you gave her cash. Yeah. Because other people were doing Venmo, correct? Yeah, that seemed so
2: awkward when she was, she was, people were handing her their phones with Venmo open for her to type in her Venmo. It just seemed skeevy. Something about it seemed skeevy.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Because that wasn't the case. I didn't fly home with you, so I didn't see that. That wasn't the case for us. We just handled it the next day. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I I don't know. There's, There's... Someone needs to... Why don't you do this? I'm serious. Write a book of tipping rules. I'll bet you you would sell a ton of them. Tipping etiquette. Yes. For, for and, 2024. And, and be legit. Like, don't don't be like, we're not tipping anybody. Like, you tip your servers and you come up with the people that you think legitimately deserve a tip. And the ones that... This is cockamamie.
2: <laughs> Here's how it could be broken down. These people get tipped 20%. Mm-hmm. Then you have these people get tipped a dollar or two. Oh, yeah. And then these people
1: are not tipped. Fair enough. I agree. Who gets holiday tips? Yeah, There's all sorts of different things. Like you could have a chapter on holiday tipping. Yes, I could. You know, fast food tipping or not. Right. Private jet tipping. Like there's all sorts of things you could do.
2: Now, I have not had fast food in a couple years now. Right. If I go to McDonald's, are they asking for a tip if I, I bet you, why wouldn't they?
1: I don't if know if I'm you
2: know, paying by card
1: the the last several times I've gone to McDonald's which is usually around baseball season it's always through the drive-through for for Joseph for his nuggets or something I don't know that I've gone into a McDonald's and I've I don't remember it's a long time since I've actually been in one yeah so I don't know the answer to that I have been in a Wendy's though um late summer I don't remember though I don't remember. Yeah,
2: you're right, though. Like, the Jersey Mikes, they have the tip situation. Oh, they do.
1: 100% they do. I'm trying to think if Subway does or doesn't. I haven't been in a Subway in a while. Yeah,
2: I also think I also think that after the, or during the pandemic and after things shifted to, we're tipping everybody.
1: Yeah, that's what it happened.
2: Everyone's getting tipped.
1: And I'd like a chapter on tipping these delivery people on what the right etiquette is as to when, how, how much, why am I tipping before they deliver it? Because I do that now with the the pizza app Slice, which we use once a week. And I tip before the food comes And A good example, most of the time from this place we go to, the food's phenomenal. I'm not, not disparaging it at all. But we, I ordered uh, on, was it Friday, Saturday, Saturday night? Because it was just me and Matthew home. And I ordered at 5 o'clock. Because I had Rutgers. Got home, I was starving. Hadn't eaten all day since breakfast. And he was going out at 6.30. So I ordered at 4.45. They got to my house in 17 minutes, but here was, and I tipped on the app $5. That's the other thing you used to get pizza. You'd give a dollar or two. And I know, cause I was a pizza delivery guy for a while now on this app, they're asking for 25%. It's like, okay. So sometimes when we order for the four of us, if I get a couple of subs and a couple of pies, it's $70 and it's like, the tip is 12 bucks. Like what the hell? But whatever. Yeah. So anyway, they get there very quickly on Saturday. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm hungry. Fantastic. The fried zucchini sticks could not have been better. Open up the pizza, complete mess. They clearly took it out of the oven, threw it in the box, and sent it out. It never settled. The cheese was everywhere. I'm like, what did I what is this? Right, and you tipped on that already. And I tipped already. Now the delivery guy's not his fault, but that's not acceptable. It was terrible.
2: Yeah, that's when the delivery guys got to look at it and go, I can't deliver this. I'm yeah, gonna get no tip.
1: I know, not his fault though. But th- I would like to know what you do with these delivery people, too. That's
2: a good question. How right. do you tip them? Same with the valet, right? When you give your car up. I always feel like <sighs> yeah. you should tip that guy f- more importantly than the second guy. But most of the time, some people tip both. You tip the guy who get your car. I do tip both. But it, it doesn't make sense to wait until the end when you get your car.
1: Right, because they've already handled it for you. Right. I know. What do you think is an acceptable tip for the valet? Anything, obviously, high is fine. But what's on the low end do you think is acceptable? So, like, I'm going to, if I go to, let's say I go to Borgata Saturday night and I go to the valet, is it minimum a $5 bill? Can you get away with folding up three singles and you just hand them?
2: I would say I used to give $2, but I don't think that's acceptable anymore.
1: I think 5 is now the minimum, a $5 bill. Because even, like, when I go play golf, when you drive up and you drop off your bags if they take them it's like all right here's five dollars and they take them to clean them like hey, here's five dollars or sometimes it depends on how many bags if it's four bags you give them 10 or 15 or 20 it depends on where you are
2: i also think just giving a regular acceptable tip like five dollars is meaningless and you don't get treated any better if you give an over the top tip is Which the is only what time to you 20 bucks 20 dollars yeah you give $5 to a valet, I think you're being treated... Like everybody else. Like everybody else. Because everyone's given
1: somewhere in that ballpark. How many people... Give me a another another good chapter. I don't know how you would expand on this, but what percentage of people do you think don't tip? In in all categories or just... No, the valet. The valet. So the percentage of people that don't tip the valet when they drop off their car, which I think is significantly high.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say 60%. That many. Do not tip when they drop off their car.
1: You think you get the old I'll get you on the way out. Yes. What percentage don't tip on the way out? Very small number, right?
2: I'm going to say 10%. Yeah,
1: I was going to say the same thing cuz I've seen it done, but I also feel like that's a very small number.
2: I always think about that too like if you are let's say for your work, like there are people at work here that park in a parking garage yeah. every day. Yep. So you are you're handing <laughs> your keys to somebody, you're getting it. So you're every day. Are you tipping every day or do you hit those people up on a monthly basis?
1: I think your regulars. I think I'm probably giving them every day rather than giving them a set number every month. Because then what happens when you go on vacation in the summer and you only work two out of four weeks? Now you're going to give them half. That looks crappy. Yeah. But if every time I go in there, they know they're getting five bucks in, five bucks out. They know what they're getting. Yeah, I would do every day, I think. Man, you've got to prepare. You got to go to the bank now and get a whole bunch of fives. You have to keep bills on. Yeah, you have to have bills on you every single day. And that's a headache.
2: Yeah, a bunch of five spots. Yes, I would agree. I have like a quick uh, listener email, Jerry, mm. which I wanted to uh, answer this man. He says, um, this is from Steve. He says, hi, Al, podcast listener here. Would love to hear how the process of how the WFAN contest line works. Okay. I was calling in last week for Creed tickets. Twice, someone picked up and mumbled something real quick. <laughs> Sounded maybe like a caller one, and then my line got disconnected. Just wondering about the process and how many lines there are. think it would make an interesting topic. So we have probably contest lines. I think there's four of them.
1: Is that it? I thought there were eight. Is there yeah, I think there's
2: only four contest lines. And this sounds like me on the other end of this. So when we give away the tickets, we're taking caller number seven. Right. So I will go click down each one. Caller number one, caller number two. Call... But I don't stay on to have a conversation.
1: No. Nor should you.
2: Yeah, so it's cut off. And then once I get to caller seven, I go, you're the winner. So maybe you're hearing, hearing caller one. Yeah. Not not that a caller won the contest. You're caller one. You're caller one. And we're looking for caller seven. Then I also don't pick up after that because that phone will ring for hours. Correct.
1: You can't. You can't answer everyone. You can't answer everyone. Especially if you don't have another one for at least an hour or two. Right. I used to, I was, when I was a producer, we did, I was overnights and um, with Mike and Chris during the day, but I didn't produce often with them. I was more on the board. But when we did have giveaways, I was more of the, sorry, you lost. Sorry, you lost. Sorry. And then you would go with the number. I actually, we would count it, except there was one time Russo called for like number You know, 93. Dude, come on, really? Right. I don't think I gave it away to Caller 93, but it also wasn't Caller 10.
2: Right, like Caller 7, which we always do for Boomers Uniform number. That's easy to to give to the correct caller. Very easy,
1: yes. So there's your answer, Yeah, there's your answer. But it's also weird,
2: too. Like, when we get a lot of calls for contests, there's a delay. There's a delay in the, like, when I plunk down. Mm -hmm. Because when, when I do get the winner... And I have to get their information, their email, their address, phone number, all that stuff. When I ask the question, there's a long, a, a decently long delay before they answer me. Interesting. It's very strange. I think the the volume of phone calls going into the system throws the system off.
1: It might. It might. I know you love taking those calls. Oh, I love a good. Uh, Where are you from? Oh, Albuquerque. I was having to drive. Uh, what? Yeah. Right, when they say, like, spell
2: your last name, they're like ECTLO93286. <laughs> what? I, I know. The I... best, though, is still getting people's email addresses that have, like, nowadays, most people, it's like some version of your name. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, and some of these old people would be like, Yankees suck at AOL.com. <laughs> and they're still using that.
1: What happens to an email address after you? Does it just go away if you stop logging I don't know. in? cuz i have a you just reminded me my first email address was i had hotmail and earthlink at the same time yeah and i had the same email address at hotmail and earthlink earthlink went away they dissolved hotmail is still out there though i think it's now msn i think bought them oh yeah but i think if you put in your email address it'll take you right to msn
2: oh yeah i still have a hotmail account that i check you do yeah that i that's what i use for any time i know i'm going
1: to get spammed on something <laughs> I wonder if I could, like, I would have to put in lost my password. I yeah. wonder if it would still, If I, how many emails do you think I'd have? You haven't checked it since when? 20 years. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, I don't know if they ever go inactive. That's a good question. Because I took over, the, maybe longer, because I created the Yahoo account when I got the job here. And I think I phased out of Hotmail. So it might be like 25 years. <laughs> you know what? I'm
2: going to get... I'm gonna. I have an old AOL address mm-hmm. that I just remembered in my head. I am going to try that later. I'm today. gonna go. I'm gonna go
1: do that. We're done here.
2: I'm curious now. My very first email address. The it is a Jim Rome reference. Oh, That's really? how old my email address. Clones. Is. This has something to do with the, I with the clones. Clone dukes. <laughs> dukes clone. Do not give away my email <laughs> real, address, Jerry.
1: Real quick before you go. This is interesting. So over the last week, I've gotten like eight emails from uh, Twitter or X that people are trying to get into my account. Really? Yes. And that they're failing with the password. What do I do? I don't know. I mean, it keeps telling me to change my password. I'm like, but clearly it's working because they can't get in. Right. But now I'm like, why is someone trying to get into my Twitter account so so badly? Squatters. And it's (laughs) maybe, and it's been every day. I haven't gotten it yet today. But yesterday was the eighth straight day I got the email. And you think that's a legitimate? It looks like it. I yeah. mean, I look where it's coming from. It does. It's not from x2345 at twitter9.com. It looks legit. And it's given me a code to use to log in if I lost my password and it's me. Hmm. Meantime, I'm logging in every day. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either, Jerry. Mm-mm, not not good. one bit. Nope.
2: All right, let's do the warm-up program.
0: My throat
2: hurts. Feel better.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.